and welcome to Morning Coffee with Jesus. I'm Rebecca and today we're going to be talking about being tripped up. So if you've ever had situations go on in your life and things just kept going down the wrong path, today's message is for you. We're talking about being tripped up this morning and so many times different things go on in our life and we question why it happened and how we could have got out of that situation in the first place. Well, I want you guys to look at an example of back when you were a baby. We did not know how to crawl, walk, talk, eat solid foods. It gradually came. It came with a process. We had to learn how to do those things. But it didn't stop us from trying. I remember when my kids were little and they were learning how to crawl. It started out with some rolls and then some scoots. Then they got on all fours and then started pulling up on things. And there were times when they fell when they couldn't walk very far, maybe took one step and then fell flat. Well, this happens to us in our life to where we try to do something new that we've never done before, try and step out in faith, and then it seems like we fall flat on our backs. When those things happen, remember the process of what it took when you were a baby. Yeah, it didn't happen overnight. It was a process that got you to where you were. But just like a child, even when they fall down, they don't stop. They don't give up. They pull back up again and they may fall a hundred more times, but they continue to press on. Well, look at your life now. How long have you been walking? Are there still times in your life to where in the natural something trips you up? Maybe your child left a toy on the ground or you missed that curb and you forgot to step up. I know this has happened to me before. So in those moments, even though I've been walking for so many years, there's still things that can trip you up. Now, does this stop me and I sit down on the ground and I pout and I complain and I say, oh, I'm so not good at walking. See, I can't do it anymore. And then I give up and say, I can't walk anymore. I can't do it. No, that would be silly. Even in the natural, you listening to that, you think, well, no, that's dumb. Why would you do that? But yet in our personal life, in different areas that we go through, this is how we treat life. To where the enemy puts something in our way, trips us up, even though in the past we may have overcome a situation similar to it. We sit down on that ground and we think, well, this is it. I can't do it anymore. And we give up. We've got to remember that it's in our nature to persist, to keep going. That's in our DNA. God didn't create us to be failures. He created us to be victorious. We're able to fight the good fight of faith. We're able to resist the enemy to where he flees from us. Sometimes we just need to be reminded that we have that ability on the inside of us because we have God in us. So this morning, in those moments when you're thinking, I don't know how to pray. I don't know how to do this. I want you to remember the process of learning to crawl, learning to walk, remembering to start where you are, no matter what 
education you have, no matter what resources or support system you have behind you, start right where you are. Just like a child starts with that roll, with that scoot. You can get to the place to where you learn how to crawl, walk, run, and then win the marathon. There's a scripture in Proverbs 24:14 that says, Likewise, knowledge and wisdom for your soul. Get that and your future secured. Your hope is on solid rock. Don't interfere with good people's lives. Don't try to get the best of them. No matter how many times you trip them up, God-loyal people don't stay down long. Soon they're up on their feet while the wicked end up flat on their faces. This is such an encouraging scripture because it's reminding us that no matter if we fall down, when we have God on our side, it gives us the strength, it gives us the endurance to be able to stand up back in faith and to push on. But here's the thing, if we don't have God, if we're not in his word and finding out what he's enabled us to do, then yes, we're going to become weak, we're going to become drained, and it is going to be hard for you to get back up because you don't see positive results because you're so fixated on the low state that you're currently in. The more we read God's word and we spend time in his presence, we find out how much we're capable of, not in our own strength, but in his strength. He's the one that helps lead and guide us to where we can maneuver around anything that the enemy tries to put in front of us. Even if that means starting at rock bottom, God always has a plan. He always has the way of escape for us. He's our hope. He's the one that cheers us on, gives us his hand, helps us back up to where we can learn to do more. We can see in Galatians 6, 9 says, And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we will reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. What did that first part tell us here? Let us not grow weary. Well, how are we able to do that? The word of God tells us that the joy of the Lord is our strength. So if we're not in joy, that means we need to get into the word of God to where we can fill ourselves up to where we have strength to carry on. The verse is telling us though that when we're in worry, we're going to miss out on the harvest because there's a due season. Just like natural plants have a certain season to where it's time for you to go and get that harvest. Well, if you don't pull those things off of the vine, then they're going to get old, they're going to rot, The animals are going to come get them. They're going to become bitter. We just recently did this the other day to where we started growing cucumbers. And we've never done this before, so it's it's been a learning curve for us. Well, we were like, okay, I think they're ready to be pulled. So we pulled them off. We cut them up. We ate them. The most bitter thing you've ever eaten. It was horrible. And we're like, oh, gosh, I guess they weren't ready. So we thought they needed to stay on the vine longer. Well, then I started doing some research and looking at different people who done this before. And what happened was we didn't pull it too early. We actually pulled it too late. The next time we went out there to go pull 
the cucumbers. We looked at the coloring, we looked at the sizing and all of that. We pulled it, cut it up. Oh my gosh, it tasted so good. It was perfect. But we didn't know the due season. We didn't know when it was time to bring in the harvest. Well, reading the word of God, we will find out where our harvest is and when we need to bring in that harvest. So things may be going on in your life and you may be questioning, why is this happening? Why am I, you know, going through these situations? And the question that we should be asking is not why are we going through those things, but how do we overcome from this? Because when we get into the state of why and questioning so many things, what happens is the enemy will begin to talk to you so much and feed you with all of these lies and it brings you to a even lower state. It pulls and strips everything that the word of God says is true from you and causes you to believe a lie, which is actually what we're going to be talking about next week, but we're going to save that for then. But I want you to know that getting into that place to where we begin to listen to what the enemy's saying over what God's word's saying it means there has to be a mind shift. We have to think on God thoughts, not think on the world thoughts, not think on what we can see. Because what happens is we begin to analyze things and we start saying what we see instead of what we want. There's another scripture in Psalms 37, 23. I'm going to read this out of the New Living Translation. It says, The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall. For the Lord holds them up by the hand. We may need to quote this scripture to ourselves daily, reminding us that the Lord is the one that is directing our steps. Just because he's directing our steps doesn't mean we always follow. Think about it in the natural. If a parent tells their kids to do something, do they do it right in that moment? Do they do it exactly how they said? A lot of times, no. Well, we're God's children and sometimes we don't follow instructions. It'll get us into trouble, but we have that choice. God does not force himself on us. He doesn't make you do anything you don't want to do. He lays a wonderful, beautiful plan in front of us and says, Hey, follow the lead. And it will give you success. It will get you there faster. But if you decide you want to take a little detour and end up here in the wilderness and walk around and feel hungry and thirsty and because you're standing out in the heat and there's no shade, that's up to you. That doesn't mean that God doesn't love us. That doesn't mean that God's not trying to still bring us back into following his lead. But if we choose to do our own thing, then he's going to let us do it. Learning by trial and error is not fun. You know if you've ever done it before. Learning from the Holy Spirit and having wisdom of what's up ahead is one of the greatest things that we have. God wants to help us. He wants to guide us in every area of our life. It's a matter of us learning to hear His voice and to be obedient to His instruction. But not only did that verse tell us that he's the one that's directing our steps, but it gives us even better news for if things don't go how we want them to. Because maybe we did take that detour and we did stumble. We did fall. We got tripped up. It says, the Lord holds them by the hand. Meaning he's right there to help you get back up again, get back on track to where 
The enemy doesn't hold you down, keep you in bondage, keep you in depression. God wants to liberate you. He wants to bring you in to his fullness, into his goodness, into his perfect plan for your life. I want to leave you with this. Remember, John 10.10 tells us the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came that we may have life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Satan is always the one that comes to trip you up. God will never put obstacles in front of your way. When we understand that our enemy is Satan, he's the one that's trying to take things from us, this will change what we're coming against because now we're not coming against natural people. We're not putting the blame on God. We're now saying that was the enemy trying to separate me from the truth, from God's word. I'm not going to stay in this low state anymore. I'm going to grab God's hand. He's going to help me stand back up again. Things are going to turn back around. And what the enemy meant for evil, God will turn around for good to where it can be a testimony that helps people overcome a situation that we went through. I hope this has blessed you this morning. If it has, share this video with someone. Let them know that God is on their side. He wants to take them by the hand, help them back up, and lead them to victory. As always, remember, I love you, God loves you, and you're never too young or too old to fulfill the call. We would like to invite you to follow Morning Coffee with Jesus podcast for your cup of encouragement. We also want to thank our friends and partners for helping us spread God's word around the world. If you would like to give or become a partner with the ministry, you can scan the QR code or visit morningcoffeewithjesus.com and click donate. When you give, we are able to tell more people about Jesus, help in our community, and give back into other ministries. If you have a prayer request or would like to stay connected, you can visit morningcoffeewithjesus.com slash stay connected.